Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Coach Unplugged, episode 424, Um, part two of Gene. I think Gene and I could talk for six hours, to be honest with you. Um, A lot of golden nuggets. Make sure you check down below about um, the clinic him and I are going to be talking at in about five or six weeks. It'll be a great one. We, you know, we'll sit down, we'll sit around with you and talk hoops. If you want to come down and, and join us, if you're anywhere in the South, come, come join us. It's one of the best clinics in the country, in my opinion. So go over and check that out. Also, make sure you check our sponsors out. Go over and check out Dr. Dish. This is a great time to not only hit up your AD for the credit card to buy a Dr. Dish, and if you mention Coach Unplugged, you get $300 off. It's also a great time to join teachhoops.com. Six months will take you through basically the season. You want to get a year, you know, hit them up. Let your school pay for it. Let your booster club pay for it. Um, it's a great time to do it and become a master of your craft. Just like we expect our kids to to have different levels of mastery, you know, we should do the same thing as coaches. So go over and check it out. I do not think you'll be disappointed. If you have any questions, let me know. Let's head off to the podcast. You can't shoot it off the glass. Right. Don't, even, don't even come. To, don't even come with that. Don't even. Don't, don't tell me that. So you're, I mean, let me tell you what, like I said, we'd be dangerous to go. But the the scary part is how often do you see that shot? Like the bank shot. Because they've lost it. It's gone. Man, a a 12-foot pull-up off the glass is is as good a shot as you can get. It's like a layup. I tell my son, and he's shooting threes now because he's, like, pissed at me for saying it to him for, like, six years. He can shoot a a high school three-pointer off the board on a pretty consistent basis. And like, that's good because that means his eyes can lock on something. It can, it can. And now he's, he, I, you know, is he ever going to shoot many of those in a game? No, but he can lock in. And I told him, I said, Drew, here's the issue. Maybe it's the end of the game and you got a 10th of a sec, you know, you got seven tenths of a second left and you have to grab it and it goes fast. That's an easy target. It's a much easier target than, than trying to, you know, hit that rim. You know, it's it, so 
I don't know. I just think it's a loss. It's definitely a lost art. It's, you know. Well, I just think that people don't emphasize it the way they need to. And like I said, in our shooting, we're working on form and all that stuff. We make our kids, we make them shoot different series where they have to shoot off the class. So let's um, say, let's I'm say, just telling you. Let's say, let's say it's the middle of January and I'm in Atlanta and I walk into your gym. Walk me through like a like your practice just briefly walk me through what how long it would be what you would do boom what would the practice look okay. like if I was sitting there all right if you come to my practice in january it's going to look different than if you came to my practice in october november because in october november we're going to practice for two and a half hours okay really and you go two so, and a half. yes we will go two and a half starting up and then let me tell you what, when I know I hear coaches all the time, oh, you can't practice hard two and a half. Well, come on to Atlanta and watch us. Okay, okay so, so here's because, a question before we go into that. Two and a half, is, is that two and a half include weights, video, anything like that, or is that no, just two and a half no, on the court? No, but here's pretty much on the court. Okay. But here's what we're going to do, too. When you walk into our, our thing, our gym to watch, I've got three of my coaches that work at our middle school. So me and my other coach will be there. They don't get there like 310, and we've got to have them on floor 245. So at 245, when our kids come in, we give them one minute to do a drill. We call uh, where your feet are at. So for one minute, they're going to sit there, and I want them not moving, not doing anything. They're going to focus on one minute about leaving everything behind from that day, and they're going to focus on where their feet's at. They're going to focus on getting them mentally ready for basketball. They're going to they just come in, and they're gonna, you're going to see them. When I put that clock on and I cut it on, wherever they're at, they're stopping. They're not stretching and all that stuff. They're right there. I want them to take a minute and be thankful, think about what they need to work on, what they're thankful for. It is just a minute of mental preparation. So is it okay? dead silent? It's dead silent? Dead silent, yes, sir. Dead silent. And, I love they, that, uh, Coach. I'm stealing that. I love that. I love that. I love it's, that. Really, I, it's really – I stole it from somebody else. But I really – I just <laughs> – so many kids got so many things going on in their life right now. Oh, that, okay, we, we tell them it's okay, yes. but here's the deal, man. You got to get ready. You got to, you know, how many people start practicing? Oh, you're not really ready. You're not ready to go. Okay, well, this is your minute to get it right. I love okay? that. You know, so you know I, excuse. I think what you, I think, that, so for the young coaches listening to this, what you just said in the, in the, un, we need to unplug society and boom, 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 in the Snapchat society and the Twitter society, that, that is, that's going to allow a teenage brain to kind of come down. I love that. That's a great idea. Just, it could be a minute of meditation. It doesn't matter as long as they can. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I don't care because I can't control what they're thinking. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? There's your minute. There's your minute. I don't want no excuses and I don't want to hear no crap. Okay. Okay. But I'm not mentally ready. Then one thing that's really helped us, and this was, this was out of necessity is since I got that break for my, all my coaches get there. We do 15 to 20 minutes of shooting, okay? So we have the guns set up. We have them broken down where my post players are doing their shooting drills, my guards are doing, and everything that we do shooting drill-wise is off our offense. Okay, and you do this all season long? All season long? Yeah, pretty much. uh, We do this. We do this at our home gym. We got when we go to the arena where we play at. It's only got two goals, so we we have to alternate our practice with that. Okay. But when we're in our home gym, we get fifteen to twenty minutes of game shots, of getting them up in our offense. It's dribble drive. We got all of them. It's like I said, series of shots and everything else. So, 
you know, we're getting ready to go there. But I let them do a, let them do about two minutes or three minutes of form shooting to get loose first, you know, so they can get yep. their form down and everything else. But now when we hit those, we're full speed. Then after that, my coaches get there, and that's when we go into basically some fundamentals. We do a lot of ball handling, especially early in the year. I'm talking about – I'm going back to October. So I think, you know, the big thing is, is we got to get our ball handling back. So we do a lot of our breakfast club stuff that we do, right. the yep. series of breakfast club drills that you saw. Yep. And then from there, after we do that, then we go off into whatever, whatever fundamentals, shell drills, pressing, all that stuff. I mean, you know, it's right. mixed up every day with whatever we need and all like that. But if you want some practice idea wise, I, I I like this. This is a, this is something that we've been doing. I've been doing probably for twenty years, and I really love this. And I'm not saying it works for everybody, but it works for us. Um, I don't know if I mentioned on the last podcast our install days. But on our install days, here's what we do. We trade off uh, Fridays for Saturdays. On every Saturday when the season starts up, when the season starts up, I'm going to bring my kids in on Saturday, and they know that it is an install day. It's not going to be a day I fatigue them or try to kill them, condition them, or whatever. What we're going to do is we're going to come in on that day and we're going to install one of our big foundations of our program. So like the first Saturday, I can tell you, we're going to take our whole half-court man-to-man defense, whole thing, from terminology to all the breakdown drills to breaking it all down to putting it all back together, and we're going to cover that whole foundation on that day. Okay. And it's going to be teaching, and here's the deal. It's going to take about three and a half to four hours because I'm going through it all. I'm talking about everything. Okay. Helpline, uh, yep. everything that we do. Because here's here's my question to you: When do you install big parts of your program in practice? Because if you do it at the beginning of practice, okay, you just set the tone for practice to kind of start off slow. If you do it in the middle of practice, well, I think the cardinal sin is to get them going in a huge hard practice, and all of a sudden you stop them and try to teach them something because right. then it is like pulling wild horses to get them back at that speed. Yeah, it's like hurting and then cats, if you yeah. do it, Yeah. And then if you do it at the end of practice, what are they focused on? They're ready to get out of there. They ain't focused on that. So what I found out is Fridays are awful day for basketball practice, especially in the fall, because what does everybody want to do on Friday? Go to the football, Go to the football game. <laughs> so most of my biggest battles has been crapping Friday fighting kids about wanting to go to football games. So what we may do on Friday is we may come in and have a 45-minute shooting practice or 45 minutes of something that I want to put in or something like that to kind of be installed. But I trade Fridays for Saturdays. And we will put in and install our biggest thing. So now when I come back on Mondays, we are ready to go for two and a half hours without stopping. Right. We are ready to right. for that whole practice to be smooth, to be intense, to be there. And I'm telling you, that has been something that has worked so well for us in the practice situation is just having install Saturdays. How many days do you have before your first game? We we will usually start about October the 29th or 27th, right around there. And then we usually don't play to around November 17th. Now, what I used to do to combat that is, like I said, I have four major four major foundations. We have half-court defense. We have our one-two-two containment press. We have dribble-drive offense and our zone principles. 
What I used to do, what I used to do when I first got to Buford is I would do an install on Saturday. We'd put a defense in, take three hours or so to put that in, and we would stop and feed them lunch. Right. Give them some lunch, and then we'd come back and we'd put an offensive part in. Well, now I don't have to spend as much time because my program is, like we said, all the way down to the sixth grade, so these kids know it a lot better. So I ha- I can get it in a lot quicker than what I used to. So I don't have to do that anymore. Okay. I'm just thinking of the coaches listening to this going, okay, that sounds good in theory, but I've got eight days before my first game. How do I do that? Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. I, and what? wait a minute, what does this place, what does podcast start out with? Your what? Right. Environment. Right. And that's part of your environment too. Yeah. Yeah. Part of I, it too. I, I, love, I love the install day. I do love that that it's like, this is, this is going to be a cerebral day for you. You're going to have to think you're going to, you know, we're not going to beat you up, but we're going to go for four hours or three and a half hours. Or we're going to go long. Let's get the, and, and we break it down, Steve. I'm talking about to the T. So guess what? If you didn't get it by God, you wasn't paying attention because right. I'm telling you, we <laughs> will break it all the way. And I'm talking about all our shell drills down, all our charge drills, drills. whatever has got to be done. And that all our drills are put in, it's done. It's over. It's there. Do you set a lot of ball screens in your dribble drive? No, I don't. I, we, we do a few, but most of those are out of some secondary sets that we'll do. Okay. We, do you we, set a lot of screens in dribble drive? No, I really don't. Okay. I don't. We we are just attacking gaps and making and trying to make you guard space and drawing you and pitching and everything. I think else. that's a really like hard, said, that's a really hard skill to teach is screening. I do too. I totally agree with you. Matter <laughs> of fact, I think that if you can teach how to read screens in high school, you're going to be very very successful because everybody does such a poor job. I know of defending know. screens. I got to pick some people's brains at the clinic about because you know I I'm realistic about my strengths and weaknesses. I. I got to learn, I got to learn how to break it down into the minuscule for them better on screening. Cause I think if you can screen, you can win at the boys level. I do. I, I mean, oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, well, even, it's going to help your whole game because I think of how much you need it for, uh, bobs and slobs out of bounds and all that stuff. Right. And where you can steal easy points. Cause most people don't, most people don't screen. Well, they don't screen, and then I think it will help our defense too. Because you know, are you icing? Are you are you hedging? Are you what? You know, are you fighting through it? You know what I'm thinking. I have a little point guard too, and I'm thinking. You know, he's five eight. I mean, the people are going to try to isolate him in the post. So I think we're gonna we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of jam the screen. We're gonna switch on a lot of things, and then when he gets screened, we're just gonna we're gonna screen the screener. So he can't roll to the basket, and then we'll just <laughs> keep him, take him out, take him out of his role. Right, take him out of his role. You know, if your guy goes and screens the point guard, just screen him. Don't let him roll, and then mm-hmm. the point guard will be fast enough to either step over or step under. Um, so, but but just setting the screens is such a hard thing to teach, um, and there's yeah, not a lot. Try, I tell you. I tell you one thing we try to do with our screening that I think helps a little bit is we try to just teach them to open up whenever they set a screen of being able to pivot and open up just yeah. so you're making almost a double screen right. every time, you know, so whichever way the defense. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. 
I bet most people don't go, hey, on their podcasts. Anyway, make sure you subscribe and like. Um, lots, of, lots of ways you can help us out that don't cost you one penny. You can subscribe and like and leave a review. We really do appreciate those here. You can do that on YouTube. Go over and cheat hoops. There's thousands of videos over there. You can um, use our Amazon link down below, www.teachhoops.com backslash Amazon. So anytime you do any shopping, especially if you're listening to this over Christmas, um, we get a small little commission and it help, doesn't cost you anything else. doesn't cost anybody anything other than Amazon, I guess. Um, and then uh, helps us with our hosting fees. And then if you really want to help, help us out you come over and join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better um you know i am here to help i'm here to serve one of the reasons i got into coaching was help kids help other players help coaches um you know I, there's no hidden agenda here you know we're not playing um, but i have been through it i have coached at every level i've done i've done those youth tournaments i've done you know won multiple state titles i've you know i i know what you're going through trust me um and i can help so let me know in any way if i can do that and let's get you know, back so whichever way the defense because most defense don't don't get around it so we got i tell you what we get together remind me to, to show you a thing that we have we we do as a warm one of our warm-up drills okay with, with forearms because we feel like forearms are the most undertaught skill in basketball because with using your form everybody wants to use their hands but the referees are be this is kind of the only thing that you can get away with as a weapon is your forearms and man we we work on every day because we blow up screens with our forearms we check people with our forearms we basically learn to spin and pin on, on boxing out with forearms and so and then you think about this everybody talks about your legs getting tired i don't think your legs are the first thing to go i think your shoulders in basketball are the first thing to go because kids want to play with their hands down yeah. and so you know so that's one thing that we really work on is is teaching our kids how to use our forms as weapons and keeping people that. off their bodies. And so we have something that we do every day. It's a really, it's a really okay. simple thing, but it's, okay. it's just good for I'll have you. I'll, I'll write you because you use it so much. You use right. it so much. You do. Um, so do you do anything postseason? Like after the season, do you do any? How do you, how do you handle the the postseason? Like after they're they're tired of me. They're tired of me, and I'm tired of them. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Postseason, we. I mean, this is the thing we feel like is is we we have dark periods, what we call dark periods. Okay. And with our dark periods, um, let let me let me tell you this will make more sense. Let me go to springtime. Okay, it used to be when I was coaching in my other school, this one class of girls really spoiled me because we played the state championship on like Friday night. Had a great group of seniors coming back. And on Monday, man, I had like four of them in the gym. with coach, man, we got to get here. We got to get better. We got to get better. And for like uh, the, this crew all the way up in their high school, man, they were always like that. So what did I think is all kids should be like that. So, you know, spring <laughs> – Time, what I used to do, what I used to do is I'd take and get ready for workouts and all that stuff. And I'd go through and I'd get all my kids and put them in their workout numbers and when they're supposed to come and do all that. Well, here comes the spring and I got all these workout schedules and everything else. And here comes these kids dragging butt in the gym. They didn't right. want to be there. They didn't want to do, but I had them scheduled and they weren't going to disappoint me. So here they come. So then it uses, usually ends up being a, not a good workout, me getting right. mad, them getting mad, frustrated, everything else. So I kind of got smarter, or at least I don't know if it's smarter, but I kind of did this. I started to understand that, okay, it's springtime. These kids are sick of me. 
I'm probably sick of them. Love's in the air. They want to be doing spring sports. They want to get outside. They want to do this. So I quit. I quit scheduling these workouts. But what I did was this. I knew I had some kids that really wanted to be there. Right. Because, you know, in your program, I think you have to meet the needs of every kid. Well, every kid's needs and wants are different. It's teaching. So, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, so what we did was we said, okay, the kids that want to be there in the spring, what you got to do is sign up for your workouts. Because here's the other thing. If I got to force a kid to go in the gym in the spring, you're not going to get anything out of it. No. Okay. No. And then, and then I'm, I'm wasting that kid's time. Right. I'm also wasting my time that I could be with my family. Right. Okay. And then the one that you don't think about, Steve, is this. Maybe there's a kid that wants to be in the gym more but can't get in there because you got all these workout schedules because, you know, you got to go by all those rules and all that right. stuff. So, so what we do in the dark periods are we will, we will be available for kids to do workouts and want them to do workouts, but you have to sign up for them. Right. And you have to basically uh, be in a situation that, I tell a kid, you should not work out one time a week. You're wasting your time. Right. You got to at least work out two times a week or more. And so during the dark periods, that's what we let them do. And, okay. and our kids now, our kids know that if Susie Q's over here working and I'm not, she's going to probably play. She's going to play. And so they, they get, yeah. They get competitive. You know what I think too, and I've always told people this, is maybe it's me getting older but I need, I need, a, I need, a, I need to take two or three weeks and just k- get my breath back. And then, you know, there's, 50, Absolutely. there's 52 weeks in the year, guys. I take two in August and I'm going to take two after the season. That's you, you see a 48 weeks of me. If you want, I need to take a break. And I would, I would advise most young coaches, take a deep breath. The season's over, evaluate the season, kind of reflect on the season. The only way you can do that is to get away <laughs> a little bit. Um, from that, well, uh, you're you're right, and I got a, I got a, one of my greatest sisters been with me, a female's been with me 13 years. She kind of she's got me to the point of sometimes making me think this, and let me tell you, this is a good better way to think. She sometimes makes me think, okay, is this really worth it? Is this re- is is us making this kid come in or us having this practice on this day? Right. Is it really going to be worth the results? And sometimes we think we got to do it because it's you know everybody else is doing it. And sometimes it is not worth the results. It is right. not. Right. And you you got to do that. You, right. I went right now. I just met with our coaches yesterday because our kids are just coming off this July AAU period. Right. And man, they are war. I got one of my coach's daughter plays and he's like, Jane, she can't move. She right. is done. Right. And the thing and, is, and, and you're not going to win or lose a state championship in three weeks in August. You're really not. No, sir. <laughs> no, you're not. You, you're not. <laughs> you, you're not going to do that. You're absolutely. Obviously, but you know, the other thing, the other part of it though was this, and this goes back to the environment. Like the coach I had on the phone yesterday, he's trying to change culture. Well, right. you can't put it in your kids' hands to change culture. You're going to probably have to say, y'all are coming in to work out. Yes. My program is where it is now for 14 years, and everything's running smooth and all like that. But we've been able to do it now and have dark periods. And all that. You can't start changing your culture and, and, and have dark periods. You can't do that. No. You've got to get your hardest workers in there doing so. Right. Like we like we done come back four or five times. You got to look at the environment of your program and what you're trying to trying to do and what you're trying to build. Yes, 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 absolutely. And and, and you and I have spent 
you know, we're, we're later in our twilight parts of our career. So we've spent those, you know, 80 hours a week in the gym with the guy. I mean, we have, it's, it's, but, um, yeah, it's, you got to definitely read the program. All right. Any parting words, coach, first of all, come to the clinic. Um, I think it's September 14th. If I have my date, right. Um, make sure you come super excited. It was very well run. Um, but make sure you come to that. Any parting words for people, Coach? No, I'm telling you, I'm excited to be a part of it again. And I'm telling you, I got some really tremendous coaches. I, you know, Glenn Hicks is going to be there, and I've known Glenn. Good gosh, let me tell you what. The old Loyola Marymount style, his kids, it was it, – I wanted to hire him as offensive coordinator because <laughs> this cat can teach people how to score now. I'm telling you, I watched his team when I was at Dade County, and they averaged 112 points one season. Averaged no. Because they led the nation. I'm telling you. Wow. I mean, it was crazy. And I'm telling you, I watched that team play, and let me tell you what, I'd say the scores, it'd be 140 to 110. And I'm telling you now, they could put some points up on the board. Uh, now, I would have went crazy. You know, me being a defensive coach, I'd, I'd have fired everybody right. and probably went crazy and all that. But I'm telling you now, he, everywhere he's went, he has been able to teach kids about shooting the basketball and how to score. Well, and I think I think something for young coaches, and I've said this too. I was talking to a coach the other day. It's like, and that's the thing with these clinics is you have to you have to look at your environment and do what you need to do. You can do what Virginia did and win a national title. You can do what Duke does and Kentucky does and win a national title. They don't have to be the same thing. They can all be a no, little. No, man. Um, that, that that goes to one of my favorite sayings that start clinics off with. You need to learn to adapt and not adopt. Yes. You 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 look at you look at what what people do and you try to adapt it for what you do. Don't adopt it. Right. Because if you adopt it, it might not work. It might not work. I mean, when I was in high school, there was no three point line. When I was in high school, we ran the flex. If you did that, oh yes, now, sir, me too. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> you have to you have to change with the times, um, and that's the thing. It's like fig, try to figure out what's going on. All right. Well, I wrote myself a note, so we're going to talk forearms when I see you in uh, in in September. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Hey, let me tell you what I enjoyed so much spending time with you last time at that clinic. It was just is wonderful, and that's one of the great things about you know tell young coaches. You know, uh, kind of the clinic days are kind of past. I heard Jim Foster. He came up and did one of our clinics when I used to do some clinics up here at Buford, and he made a point that I never thought about, Steve. He said. Now, clinic days are kind of over. We all grew up going to clinics and grew up sharing at clinics and everything else. He said, but now because of the Internet and because of so much information access out there that a lot of people, young coaches now don't go to clinics. And, that, you know, when I started thinking about it, it's true. I mean, right. it really is. And it's great. The problem, I think, with so much information is there's so much bad information. Right. <laughs> That's and what you just said. It's, it's, it's so much bad. It's just noise. The thing is, the, is. Thing of, the thing about going to these clinics is you get to meet other coaches and there's nothing like talking to another coach one-on-one to, uh, you know, a group of three or four. I told Kevin, I said, at the end of this clinic, I'll stay around as long as people want. We can sit in a room. If, if coaches that come have questions, I'm more than willing to help. It's like, if, if he wants to have a Q&A, shoot, the, the, the brain power and the number of wins in this gym is going to be crazy. You know, why not let the coaches pick our brains? I don't know. I mean, I might have one golden nugget that somebody can use. I don't know. But 
Um, don't you don't you give me that, brother? That's what I'm saying. That when you got a growth mindset, that you know we I don't want I know we're about to run out of time, but that's what I, I was on our coaches. We had a big coaching meeting the other day at Buford with our whole coaching staff and everybody there, and I, I had to speak in there. We do a thing called the, the Clinic of Champions that you speak at. But my main thing was this: I said, look at the coaches we have. We our AD sat us in one time in the office. And you had a boys basketball coach had nine state championships. You had a wrestling coach had eight state championships. You had a softball coach that had won 10 straight state championships and been a part of 15. You had a football coach that had seven. And then I had like six or seven. And I I tell these coaches, I said, I hear y'all whining and complaining all the time. I said, your biggest resource is right here with you. Right. (laughs) I said, all you got to do is if you want anything to learn, you got coaches here that want to share and want right. to do, but I said, you're, you're crazy. We're not taking advantage of it. There's things I do that I learned from we, we, when I took over the, our job, we were a hockey school and our hockey coach had won like six straight titles. Who's the per- first person I talked to when I walked in the building was the hockey coach. And he gave me some, you great, been in a- he gave me some great ideas that I still use to this day with tournament time and getting them ready to, because my, my goal is to win a state title. It's like, so I, I talked to the guy that had won a bunch. It's like he, he was able to give me some information that's very helpful. Um, so when, I went, when, I went to, when I went to Buford, I infiltrated the football program because they were great, and I wanted to see what they were about. So I went in there and was their equipment manager. Right. I would go with them on Friday night <laughs> and, and, and work on helmets and all that stuff because I was in there trying to look and say, okay, what makes this thing special? What makes them do what they're doing? Right. But that's a growth mindset. Yep. And what I tell my guys, and they know this, I said, I don't do anything without thinking about it. Like nothing. Like I, the, what you're, how, like I'm the last one to get on the bus. I, I'm always the last one. I mean, I think about every aspect of everything that we do. So you don't have to worry about that. You got to just, you know, do what we're doing and you'll be fine. But it's like, that's the thing is you have to go through all that information and that, and it's been thought about. It's like, why do we prep this way? Why do we watch film this way? Why do we do this? Because trust me, you're old, the old dog on the porch has thought about this before you even were born. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, bro. <laughs> that's what I tell them. All right, coach, I'll see you in September. Listen, I cannot thank you enough for this opportunity. Like I said, I, we have a hard time getting off the phone, which I guess that's a good thing. But, that man, I, I really enjoy sharing. Right, I thanks, enjoy coach. sharing, and thank you for this opportunity. Yep, thanks. Hey, Coach, hope you enjoyed that. Um, I would ask that you stop the car right now, you pull your credit card out, and go and join teachings.com for coaches who want to get better because what you're saying to yourself is, I want to get coaching from Coach Collins. I want to become a better basketball coach. I want to take it to the next level. Um, and let me help you do that. Also, make sure you subscribe and like, leave a review. Those are important. Um, you know, they, they allow us to get the word out about Coach Unplugged and High School Hoops. And also, if you're thinking about doing any shopping, click down below on the Amazon link. Um, those, you know, every time you go shopping, we'll get a small little affiliate uh, kickback and it helps us with our hosting fees. All right. Talk to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.